Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. I am Jameson. I'm the genius. I'm sitting solo as I do most Wednesdays. We're going to take a look at the DFS slate, kind of give you some input on the way I'm looking at looking at it uh, without much uh, kind of information right now looking at it. Kind of a first look that I'm looking at for the week 11 matchups. What I like to do first when I when I getting ready for my uh, GPP lineups and my uh, cash game lineups is kind of take a look at the over-unders for matchups. Vegas does a great job on uh, what they do, very close to these over-unders. So what we want to do, especially in GPPs, try uh, try to attack those games that have a high over-under for a a game total. So this week, I think a lot of people are going to be on the Atlanta-Carolina game with an over-under of 50. Um, We also have a 50.5 with the New Orleans and Tampa Bay game. I think that game can also be a a very fantasy-friendly game. We know the Saints do have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, but it seems like no matter who they're playing, the Buccaneers do kind of get there. Um, yes, they might be with a lot of turnovers, but it seems like Jameis Winston is all is always going to get there one way or the other. May come with a lot of turnovers, but for the most part, I think we can kind of uh, take a look at Jameis Winston as well. I like a little bit of the San Francisco-Arizona uh, matchup. Yes, the 49ers have a great defense, but they also have a pretty good offense as well, and we know that Arizona is going to give up a lot of points. So I do like the, uh, the 49ers side of things. I like they won't have very many shares of the Arizona side of things going against that, that, that tough defense there in San Francisco, but I do like quite a bit of the ground game there in San Fran with Tevin Coleman and maybe Mostert if the, we hear that maybe Matt Breda can't go or is going to be very limited. I do like uh, that as well, and we know that Kyle Shanahan's offense can handle a couple running backs. I don't know how much I'm going to have with the passing game because I just think this is going to be a game that the 49ers are able to handle for the most part. But I do want a piece of that offense against a Arizona defense there in uh, the, the 49ers-Arizona matchup. With the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles, um, both coming off their buys from that last week. We know the Patriots do have a pretty decent uh, defense, obviously a pretty elite defense by the start of the season. But as I was uh, talked about a lot earlier in the year, they really didn't play a, a, a very hard schedule um, heading into the week. We saw what Baltimore did against that defense a couple weeks ago heading into their bye week. So I think there is opportunity there against the, the Patriots defense. And I think the 44-point uh, total is a little low. I do think there's going to be a little more scoring in that matchup. So I do like both sides of the Patriots and Philadelphia. I think that can be kind of a sneaky game to kind of get some pieces up for your D, DFS GPPs this weekend. And I do like the Cincinnati-Oakland side of things as well. I think both teams have a have, have a defense a, a Pretty decent way of kind of putting some decent numbers together. We know the Raiders do have a pretty average defense. We know the Bengals' defense is pretty lousy. So I do like the Oakland side of things a lot better. But I also like to see that we might be able to get Joe Mixon with a, a game that we can kind of trust him against the Raiders' defense. Especially when the Raiders might be one of the popular defenses, maybe we can attack that in our GVPs by going against the Raiders' defense and playing some of the few uh, options over there in Cincinnati. Those are kind of the way I'm looking at doing that. Um, if, if we're going to cross off some offenses this week, and I think I'm going to cross off the Denver-Minnesota side of things outside of maybe Dalvin Cook off some shares of Dalvin Cook just because I think he's one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in football right now, the way he's playing, the way he's involved in the passing game and the rushing game. But outside of Dalvin Cook, I don't really like too many shares of either side of that game for the Denver-Minnesota side of things. 
I'm not sold on the Jets watching the game as well. I don't like any piece of either side of the ball. Yes, you can make a case for Le'Veon Bell, but the Washington Redskins defense is fairly decent as well. Um, so I'm likely not going to have any, very many shares, if any, shares of the Jets in Washington. Not too high on Dallas-Detroit. I just don't know what's going to happen with Detroit. Yes, for Dallas, I think I do like uh, Ezekiel Elliott quite a bit. But I'm going to limit my shares of Dallas-Detroit because I think Dallas could come out and kind of smash the Reds, the Lions, which makes me much more likely to play Ezekiel Elliott than I am the passing game. But again, this is uh, a first look. A lot of things can happen down the road. Houston-Baltimore, that could be a fun game to watch as well. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, two great quarterbacks in that, in, uh, with, with tremendous talent on, on, the, on that side of the ball. Both defenses, yes, Baltimore has a pretty decent defense, but I think Houston can get after that de uh, Baltimore defense the way that they play ball there. So I, I'm likely going to have a, a quite a few shares of the Houston-Baltimore side of things. Jacksonville-Indianapolis, a game that really doesn't interest me outside of maybe a share or two of Leonard Fournette, but I like other running backs out, um, more than I do Leonard Fournette this week against the Indianapolis Colts. As for the Colts, last week they failed me. I had them in my eliminator pool. I had plenty of shares of Marlon Mack. Both parties did not hit. It was not a great weekend for the Colts. I don't see a lot changing this week. Yes, you can maybe play a share of Marlon Mack. Yes, you can play a share of Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle or some of the passing game there but as well. But I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a sneaky uh, good defense. I think this is a defense that can maybe kind of get after the Colts offense. If Brissett plays, I like the chances a little more for the Indianapolis side of things. But with the uncertainty of Brissett, I'm likely just not going to touch that entire game right there outside of maybe a share or two of Leonard Fournette. That's about the only way I'm going. I, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with um, Nick Foles coming off the injury. We saw that he did have a little bit of connection with D.D. Westbrook there in that lineup, but we, we've also saw that D.J. Shark's been the number one option there in that passing game. What's going to happen in that passing game now that Foles has taken over from Minshew? Is he going to go back to the D.D. Uh, Westbrook, or is he going to go back to having D.J. Shark the way that we've seen um, with Minshew in the lineup? I just don't know the way that Jacksonville is going to be going in the passing game, but we do know one thing. Leonard Fournette is going to get plenty of workload in this game, so he's about the only player in this, in this entire game that I'm looking at. I may also look at a few shares of the Jacksonville defense as well against an offense in Indianapolis that was kind of used against a Miami, Miami defense, which shouldn't have happened in that game as well. So now if we jump over to DraftKings and kind of take a look at some of their, um, their matchups for the upcoming weekend. Week 11, we're there. That, that's right. We're already in week 11, well past the halfway point. The season continues to move along. So if we just start right off at the quarterback position, we talked about some of the games we, we like to tax that, that's going to limit the, the number of quarterbacks I'm going to be playing. If we start right at the top, I like Lamar Jackson. I do like Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson. The top three quarterbacks are well in play. If I'm picking between those top three quarterbacks, I'm likely going to have a few more shares of Drew Brees. With the down game last week with, with New Orleans, I think this is the game that we can kind of see the Saints kind of come out and jump out to an early league big uh, with, with the passing game. I love Drew Brees, love Michael Thomas, especially with how expensive they are on both sides. I definitely can see that maybe they're going to be a little lesser owned um, just because of the, the, the amount of salary. And we'll get to uh, Michael Thomas a little later when we talk about wide receivers. But his salary is crazy expensive this week, which might make him a little lesser owned than your GVPs. I think he's much more of a GVP play than he is a cash game play just because it's harder to get him in, in your cash games with that type of salary this weekend on, um, for your cash games. 
If we drop down a little bit further, I do like Josh Allen quite a bit this year, this week. I think uh, going up against the Miami defense, we know the D- Dolphins defense is not that good. They're very average, if if not worse, against the pass. We have not seen that ceiling game from Josh Allen yet. I think it's going to come eventually. And with the the Bills having a tougher schedule down the stretch, I think we might be able to see that ceiling game this week. And we know that Josh Allen does have slate breaking ability with that uh, with the way he can use his arm and his legs to get you points. And again, you get the hundred yard bonus, three hundred yard bonus, all that kind of extra spot extra stuff for DraftKings. I do love Josh Allen this week to maybe have that ceiling game that we haven't seen just yet. Talked about Jameis Winston. Winston's always going to be a player that I'm having my player pool just because of what he can do, the way they kind of count on him on, on in the passing game. And we know in all likelihood this Tampa Bay defense, I mean, this Tampa Bay offense is going to have to come from behind, playing against the Saints. Saints coming off that horrible loss last week. I think they come focused, they come ready to go. And I think they're going to jump out to a big lead, which is going to force this Buccaneers team to do pretty much what they can only do and pass the ball. Yes, their ground game's gotten a little better with Ronald Jones, but I think they're going to be asked to pass the ball and pass the ball plenty. Yes, that may cause a lot of turnovers from Winston, but we've seen even with the turnovers, Winston can have a productive day in fantasy purposes, and we know that he does have. GPP winning upside with his pair of receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who's also seen OJ Howard kind of get involved last week. I think there's a lot of avenues that we can say Jameis Winston will be lower owned, might be one of the better options in GPP just because of what, what he can do and the amount of, um, you want to find players that can be a little more contrarian, especially with those big tournaments like the Millionaire Maker, whereas a lot of, a lot of the money's going up to, the, um, a third of the money's going to the top prize. So you definitely have to be kind of, kind of, kind of uh, very contrarian especially when you're beating not trying to beat out 175,000 plus people I do see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being one of the teams I'm going to attack this week along with the Buffalo Bills um, few, a few t- uh, players I'm, I'm likely going to cross off my uh, player pool this week, and I'm not the ones that are going to play 150 lineups. I'm going to play a couple of different lineups in these, in these uh, big tournaments. I like the slant personally. The $9 slant has a little better of a flat uh, play out, uh, payout structure. So I'm going to have a, uh, a few more entries in the slant than I am the Millionaire Maker. So the Millionaire Maker, I, I might have a couple different uh, teams in that Millionaire Maker. And the quarterbacks I'm looking at, I kind of talked about. So I can cross off the Kyler Murrays. I can cross off the uh, Matt Ryans. I can cross off the Kirk Cousins. I can cross off the Tom Brady's. I can cross off the Matthew Stafford if, if he plays. I can even cross Cross off Derek Carr, even though I do like the uh, the uh, the Raiders side of things. I do like the Bengals side of things, but I don't like the quarterbacks in the game. I like the the ground game with Jacobs and uh, Joe Mixon, those kind of players there. So there's a lot of quarterbacks that I can cross off my list. If um, the the ones I'm looking at, I talked about Jameis Winston. I talked about the three, the top three, and you know, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson. I don't hate, even though I, even though I did uh, say that originally I didn't like the Dallas Cowboys, I'm starting to just like look at the stats and look at what Detroit's given up against the pass. I think we can also look at Dak Prescott, even though I originally said maybe no, no on Dak Prescott. And again, this is my first look, so as I'm looking at it more and more, I do think we can get the Dallas Cowboys uh, pass game, and maybe they're going to be a little lesser owned. Maybe you do a double stack with Dak Prescott with Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup instead of Amari Cooper. That way you get the ground game, you get the passing game. Maybe you're getting all the offense. If they do go off against Detroit, you're getting all the touchdowns that this offense is going to get. If we jump over to running back, this is a week that I think we can possibly look at a team jam them in. Um, what's that called? Is that's taking the top two plays and put them in your lineup. I absolutely love Christian McCaffrey. Love Ezekiel Elliott. I think even Dalvin Cook. If we can find a way of getting McCaffrey, Elliott, and Cook in our lineup is. Uh, one way I might look at it, that means you're going to be paying way down low on quarterback, wide receivers, tight ends, and defense. 
I have no issues with that. If if we can find a way to get McCaffrey, Elliott, and Cook in our lineup, I think that's a nice starting point. If I'm picking between the three, I think my favorite play this week is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. I just think that the matchup, along with the price savings he has from McCaffrey, is the way I'm looking at doing it. If you're playing GPPs, maybe you go up to McCaffrey because a lot of people may be looking at the same thing, not wanting to spend the extra $1,500 on McCaffrey. So maybe that's a, that's a way of being a little contrarian. But again, McCaffrey's always owned. He's always a, a, a player that people like to play. So people may be looking at trying to smash him in no matter what. So for me, if I'm saving the money, matchup, all that uh, included, I think I like Elliott as my top option of those top three. You can't go wrong with Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook has been phenomenal this year. For a player that I thought was going to be an injury-prone player coming into the year, which is why I had plenty of shares of Madison, Cook does not look, uh, look like he's going to slow down anytime soon. As I talked about, he's getting involved in both the passing game and the ground game. Going against the Denver Broncos defense, yes, the uh, name kind of sounds like it might be a tough defense, but the Broncos aren't the same team that we saw a few years ago when they were in the big Super Bowl 50. This is a different defense. It's a different team. Yes, they still do have Von Miller, but they're, they're missing Bradley Chubb. They're missing some pieces there. Their ground game uh, against the run is a lot worse than against the pass. They do still have that shutdown shut corner in Chris, Chris Harris, um, so maybe you don't look at Adam Thielen or a, a, a Stephon Diggs because of that, but I do think we can get plenty of shares of Dalvin Cook and he can have plenty of opportunities to have success against the Denver Broncos um, very mediocre rush defense there in Denver talked about I I do like Josh Jacobs quite a bit against the Bengals defense I do like Joe Mixon as well in that in that game um Joe Mixon may be playing behind one of the worst offensive lines in football, but uh, we know he has t- plenty of talent. We know that he's not going to be likely a popular play. We know he does have upside if he can uh, break a couple of plays, and we know that the Oakland Raiders defense is not that great. Yes, they are going to be a popular defense, likely because they're going against, the, going against the Bengals' offense, but that's one way you can be contrarian. That's one way you can kind of uh, can, uh, get your team a little contrarian is by going up against a defense that's popular in these GPPs, going with a few players in that offense, and I do like Joe Mixon quite a bit in this matchup. Is there opportunity for this to actually absolutely explode in my face? Absolutely. Joe Mixon is not safe by any means. Plays on one of the worst offenses in football. Plays behind one of the worst def- uh, offensive line in football. But I just like the opportunity, the, the uh, possible upside there against the Raiders in that matchup. With uh, Devonta Freeman doubtful this week against Carolina Panthers, I think a lot of people are going to be uh, gravitating to Brian Hill. Um, with the way that Atlanta uses their running backs in the passing game as well, I think it's a, he, he, he's a fine play. I like him a little more for cash games and GPP just because of how popular he's going to be in the GPPs. One way that I think with, with some of this value that people are looking at, uh, it might be a, a contrarian way to spend up at the running back position where a lot of these contrarian players, the uh, if, if we see that um, Devin Singletary is going to be a little more popular because of his salary, because of the matchup he's going against, we know that Brian Hill's like, likely going to be popular because of the matchup, because of the salary. Ronald Jones might be popular because of the way he's been playing lately. Uh, David Johnson's very cheap. I'm not going to have very many shares of him. Not only is the matchup horrible, he's split in time with Kenyon Drake. But for big-name value, are people going to look at the David Johnsons as well? Because he's going to be... When was the last time we've seen a David Johnson this kind of uh, price tag? In years past, he's always been one of the top prices um, in DFS. Now that he's split in time with uh, Kenyon Drake, are people going to look that way? Um, 
We also may may look at uh, Matt Breda. Matt Breda is able to go against the Arizona defense. Um, Matt Matt Breda is a nice play on the other side of things. We can also look at uh, uh, Mostert as well. If if Breda can't go or is going to be very limited, I think Mostert's a play that we can possibly look at against the Arizona defense as well. Uh, dropping down, seeing Brian Hill at only 4,800. I think he'd be very popular. Going against one of the worst defenses against a run in Carolina. We know, as I talked about earlier, uh, Atlanta is going to get their ground game going. They're also going to get their uh, their running backs involved in the passing game as well. And during his time at Wyoming, uh, the, the Cowboys decided to build around Brian Hill over Josh Allen during that time. So we know Brian Hill does have talent. He has had success in this, this league as a backup. I think he can have a decent game against Carolina, but he's also going to come at a very popular play for many players because of price, salary, and uh, opportunity. A little further down, J.D. McKissick, another player that uh, we have to kind of keep an eye on, that Detroit uh, backfield um, at 4,600 against the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is, is uh, much better against the pass than they are against a run. So McKissick could be also be a player that we might be see, uh, be popular because of people wanting to pay up at Michael Thomas. They're wanting to play up at, for Christian McCaffrey. They want to do ahead. So you have to save value somewhere. I think McKissick can also be a player that you can save value as well. Kalen Balage for the Miami Dolphins, uh, sitting at $4,300 against a very good Buffalo defense, but they do kind of struggle at times against a run. So if you are looking at to kind of the, have a lower-owned um, offense player that can maybe kind of get you a few points, I don't hate Balage as a um, what-the-heck kind of play in those big GPPs. If we jump over to wide receiver... We talked about earlier, uh, this is about the, the highest a wide receiver has been in a long time. Michael Thomas sitting at nearly $10,000 for the salary. $1,800 difference between him and the second person, DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be hard to put Michael Thomas into your cash games, but I think he is a phenomenal play in GPPs. Personally, if I'm looking between him and DeAndre Hopkins, they're both in very great, they're both in smash spots. Saving $1,800 to Hopkins seems a little, a little better for me. Saving even more for Amari Cooper, for Julian Edelman, for Julio Jones. It just seems to me that Michael Thomas may not be as popular owned as some people think, which makes him a phenomenal GPP play. Pair him up with Drew Brees. All of a sudden, you have a, a great combination that may be a little lesser owned. But if a lot of value does open up at running back position, that may be, make Michael Thomas also one of the popular players on, on offense because we know he's very safe. We know he has uh, tremendous upside. So if a lot of options open up um, for value at running back, that's going to make the wide receivers kind of be a spend up, which is why you want to definitely take a look at uh, owner, owner, ownership percentages, kind of figure out what the, uh, the, the industry's on. Because if, if people are going to start spending spending down at running back, that makes spending up one of my my best plays because I like to get, go to Katrain, especially with these uh, millionaire makers, which is going to be, you're going to have to kind of hit the lottery when you're doing this. So, so trying to be Katrain is, is the way to go. So if people are spending low at one position, you want to spend up at that other position. So if they're spending low at wide, running back, spending up at wide receiver, what I like to do is go low, low at wide receiver, go high at w- running back. Quarterback's kind of hard to be contrarian because I think it's spread out uh, so much. The way I want to be contrarian is running back wide receiver, so I'm going to be definitely going to keep an eye on that. And as I find out the way I'm going, I'll definitely let you know on Instagram as well. I also have my article later on this week for GBP plays for a game by game breakdowns. Plenty of stuff that we can kind of get you on the right direction to make you a better player, make you have, put together a decent lineup, and hopefully one of us can take down this big GPPs over there on DraftKings and FanDuel. 
Uh, if we if we go down at, at the wide receiver position, we talked about the Jacksonville side of things. I just don't know which way Nick Foles is going to go. Is it going to be DJ Shark, who's been the number one option there in the in uh, with Minshew at quarterback, or is it going to be D.D. Westbrook, a player that he looked like he was looking to early before he got hurt? I just don't know the way they're going. I'm going to play a wait and see approach with that game. And again, the Indianapolis Colts are not bad against the pass. They are pretty uh, pretty average against the pass. So kind of get an idea. One player I do like that's kind of uh, in, in the middle range is Michael Gallup. As I talked about earlier when I started looking at it, again, this was my first time looking at the games uh, this morning on DFS. I wasn't high on the Dallas Cowboys passing game. Now that I'm starting to see the salaries, now I'm starting to see the matchups, now I'm starting to see a little things more and more. I'm getting more and more involved um, wanting to go with the Dallas Cowboys uh, pass game against the Detroit Lions. Still love Ezekiel Elliott. I, th- I think Elliott may- might be one of my favorite plays of the weekend um, with early, early looking at it. You can go with someone like Cortland Sutton going against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings do have a great rush defense. Their pass defense can be kind of had in, in, in that secondary. We know Sutton does have upside. We just don't know about his quarterback play with Allen as a quarterback, um, only playing his second game in the NFL. Kind of have to wonder what kind of impact Sutton has, but I, I don't hate the idea of going Sutton. Yes, I'm not high on the Broncos in Minnesota game outside Dalvin Cook, but I don't hate a Cortland Sutton uh, one-off play in that game, maybe going playing from behind against Minnesota, which is most likely going to happen. They're going to have probably pass the game to get back in the game against the Vikings. I don't hate Colin Sutton. I'm likely not going to have very many shares, but I don't hate it. Likely not going to have very many shares of any Detroit Lions, no matter what happens, if it's Stafford or not. The, 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 the Cowboys are pretty good against the pass, and I just don't like the way that this matchup lines up for Galladay or Marvin Jones for GPPs. DJ Moore looks like he's becoming the favorite target of Allen there in Carolina. I do like DJ Moore over Curtis Samuel this week, but I do like both against the Atlanta Falcons. Last week, Christian Kirk went absolutely bonkers um, in his matchup. Much different this week when you're going against 49ers. If he's going to be a popular play, he's an absolutely fade for me. Um, no matter what, I'm likely not going to have very many shares of that Arizona offense. But um, hopefully we hear people look at that box scores and they, they, they play Christian Kirk because I think he's in for a down game against a very good, possibly one of the best, if not the best defense in San Francisco. We know they can stop the pass. We know they can stop the run. I don't see much success for the Arizona Cardinals offense. That includes Christian Kirk, who went off last week. Uh, Terry McLaurin, of all the, uh, the, the Redskins players, I might have a few shares in PPRs of McLaurin. I, th- I think he has a lot of upside. We know he, he, he's a former uh, college teammate of Dwayne Haskins, who's going to be taking the taking over the, the starting role for the rest of the season. So I don't hate Terry McLaurin. I'm likely not going to be going that route, but I don't hate the idea of taking a, a few shots at McLaurin in these on, on DraftKings where you get a full point for each reception. Tyler Boyd, another player that I'm looking at Cincinnati. We know the Oakland Raiders are bad against the pass. I can see uh, Mixon and Boyd kind of having their way against this defense. So I don't hate the idea of going Boyd and or Mixon to kind of go against one of the popular, uh, in my opinion, one of the popular defenses um, in GPPs this week in Oakland Raiders. Mohamed Sanu, I think he's better for a uh, for a cash game play than he is a GPP play. Um, but but I don't hate the idea of going uh, a, a Sanu a Sanu lineup. Um, looking further down, Devontae Parker against the Buffalo Bills. I'm likely not going to have any, very, very many shares, if any shares, in the Miami Dolphins, but I don't hate the idea of maybe going Parker with his big big playability. And now that we see that uh, Williams is out for the year for the Miami Dolphins, uh, we know that Parker is the number one option there in that pass game. If we take a look at tight end position, tight end is a position I usually like to spend down on, especially in GPPs, because I like to spend up at running back or wide receiver or both. 
But I do love uh, Mark Andrews this week against Houston Texans. I do like Dial, uh, Darren Waller, and I do like Zach Ertz, which makes the uh, paying down for the tight end position a little tougher for me because of the, how much I like those three uh, tight ends this week. Baltimore going against Houston Texans. Obviously, we talked about the Cincinnati-Oakland game and the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the New England Patriots. I think they're going to have to pass the ball to kind of get things going. I think we saw that the team wants to get Zach Ertz more and more involved. Yes, we have seen in years past that New England Patriots kind of take their best player out of the lineup. Is Zach Ertz their best player? Most likely. But I think Zach Ertz is a player that I think I, I'm going to have a few shares of because I think people are not going to play him, and I want to have a low-owned player with a tremendous upside, and we know Ertz does come with tremendous upside in that offense. Noah Fance, he's a player that I think we can also look at for the Broncos. I don't love the matchup against the Minnesota Vikings that I talked about, but we have seen that he is starting to kind of get on, on – on a roll, kind of getting getting used in this offense a little more with the trading of Emmanuel Sanders. They're kind of looking to fan. They're kind of looking to set more and more in this offense, kind of looking to the youth that they have. So I don't love the matchup, but I don't hate the idea of maybe going with the um, uh, opportunity of going with Noah Fant. O.J. Howard, I think he's another player that, that, that I think I'm going to look at. Coming into the season, Howard was one of the players I thought was going to be t- taking, taking that next level, that next jump for the damp- Tampa Bay offense. Uh, we haven't seen it in the past, but we did see him finally kind of have a, a decent game last week. I think he might be on the verge of kind of have, having a, a decent run of things. I don't hate the idea of going O.J. Howard as well. That's the way I'm looking at tight ends. And most likely I'm going to spend up with the top three there, but I don't hate Fant. I don't hate O.J. Howard, and I don't hate either one of the Indianapolis tight ends as well. If we look at the tight end, uh, the defense, as I talked about, I think a lot of people might be going with the Raiders. They're kind of in the uh, middle of the road. Defense, I think they're going to be popular with who they're going up against. We're going to also see probably plenty of people going with the Washington Redskins against the New York Jets. Um, we also may see, uh, if, if we look at towards, the, to, towards the, end, the bottom of the spectrum of the defenses, I don't take the idea of going with the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. As much as I think that uh, Josh Allen is going to have a ceiling game this weekend against the Dolphins, we know that he does turn the ball over. We know this Buffalo Bills um, team can give up sacks, can turn the ball over as well. You give me a team that has a very low price point for the Miami Dolphins, allows me to spend elsewhere. I don't hate the idea of going to Miami Dolphins, but I think they might be also uh, fairly popular as well. I don't hate the idea of going with the New Orleans Saints against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know Jameis Winston can put up points, but we also know he turns the ball over plenty and does it more than not. Um, so I don't hate the idea of going with the New Orleans Saints. And if you want to spend up at the position, 49ers are in a great spot against the Arizona Cardinals. Buffalo Bills are in a great spot for the Miami Dolphins. They're both the top two highest uh, price defenses, but I think they're both going to come in at low ownership because people are going to want to spend up at running back, spend up at wide receiver, um, maybe spend up at quarterback. So that's going to make these high-priced defenses a little lesser owned. If I'm picking between the two, I think it's Buffalo for me going against the Miami Dolphins offense. Anytime you have the Dolphins offense there, I think I'm going to go that route. That's the way I'm looking at for this week's uh, DFS uh, GPPs, cash games. All of my articles later on this week. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram. Um, DFS packages available, season-long packages available on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We have our mastermind chat continue to be um, available as well, monthly, weekly, full-season packages available. And as always, if you have not followed us on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. At Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. And on Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. Hope you have a fantastic day. Hopefully I got you kind of in the, in the mix of where you're going to be looking at for GPPs over there on DraftKings and FanDuel. Talked much more about DraftKings. We didn't do much at all of uh, FanDuel. But this week was much more of a DraftKings show. 
I'll have my articles later on this week uh, for those GPP plays for the game by game breakdowns. Have a great day. Dominate those leagues. We'll talk to you later. We'll be right back.